when it comes to business, when it comes to money, when it comes to my health, when it comes to my environment, I am not winging it. You have to know what you want and be clear about what you want before you can bring it forth. Because if you don't know where you're going, you'll never get there. Hey there, it's Patrice from patricewashington.com, where we chase purpose, not money. Welcome back to Redefining Wealth. And if this is your first time, then just welcome. We are so glad that you are here with us joining this community of some pretty amazing people who want to live their life's purpose, find fulfillment, and earn more without chasing money. And we do that by really digging deep into what are the practical things that we can do on an everyday basis to really just find wealth, or as we call it, well-being, in every area of our lives. And so if you're new here, I really want to encourage you to subscribe. You're going to love it. Just keep coming back. And check out the pillars, the six pillars which create redefining wealth. Those were our first several episodes. I really hope and pray you'll enjoy those too. One of the pillars is people. So that's about creating relationships that matter. And if I sound super relaxed, it's because I am. I just came off an amazing, it was more than 48 hours. I declared on Instagram a 48-hour fast. You can check that out, Seek Wisdom PCW. And I actually went longer than that. I did Friday, 6 p.m. until Monday at 8 a.m. And oh my gosh, first of all, so relaxed. I feel so clear, so connected to my husband. We took a little vacation. (laughs) We drove down to Newport Beach and did some spa time and just really hung out, reconnected. And you can really thank my husband, who'll be joining me actually in December, because we're going to do an episode, 10 lessons of what we learned in 10 years of marriage in honor of our anniversary. So that's coming up. But you can thank him because we really got a chance to talk through the things that we're going to do individually and corporately to finish this year strong and really looking at determining what's important now. Because you know how it goes, right? There's so many holiday parties and extra events and activities. And even though you're planning for the new year, it's really easy to get caught up in being busy, but not necessarily being productive. And every year, really more so around October, like early October as I plan for the next year and really work hard on my fourth quarter goals, I think about what it will take to really finish the year strong because what we do in these next several weeks, guys, is really what will set the precedence for what our next year looks like. I really believe that. And so if you have been one of those people who sets these goals on January 1st, you do your New Year's resolution And you set a few goals and then you look up at a time like this and you're like, oh my gosh, 10, 11 months have gone by and I have nothing to show for it. I'm no closer. Then I really want you to perk up a little bit, maybe take some notes, even mental notes if you have to, because this is really going to be for you, but really for any of us who just want to make sure that we finish strong because we all have the best intentions when we set out. But the reality is intentions without a sound strategy is just wishful thinking. And so it doesn't matter how often you say, oh my gosh, this is my year. This is my season. This is my time. You're not fooling anyone. Well, maybe yourself. (laughs) 
But you're really not fooling the rest of us if you don't have a solid plan in place. And so what I want to share with you is stuff that I think you can use over and over again. You can use this anytime you want to finish the quarter strong or the week strong or the month strong. Like anytime you want to really hone in on what it is you said you wanted to accomplish and get some things done with massive action, then this is a great blueprint. So the first thing I really think uh, is beneficial, at least it has been for me, is identifying what matters most. Identifying what matters most because the first part of finishing strong is really just getting and keeping your motivation, right? To actually do what it is you say you want to do. And again, most of us have great intentions, but it's that implementation where we just, it just falls through the cracks. And one of my favorite definitions from a book called The War of Art, it's by Stephen Pressfield. He basically describes motivation as this. At some point, the pain of not doing it becomes greater than the pain of doing it. Think about that. At some point, the pain of not doing it becomes greater than the pain of doing it. In other words, at some point, it's just easier to change than it is to stay the same. It's easier to take action and get up and go to the gym, no matter how insecure you feel in front of all the big buff dudes, because that was definitely a thing for me at one point, right? It's easier to take action and do that than it is to sit at home. And in my case, continue asking my husband if he can see my back fat through my clothes. Every time I tried something, I was like, can you see that? Can you see that? It's easier to take action and figure out or even fumble your way through making more money than paying another late fee because you had to pay your bills late again this month. And let me say it the way James Clear, he's just a brilliant thought leader. I love his work. I follow this guy and he says, every choice has a price. But when we are motivated, it is easier to bear the inconvenience of the action than the pain of remaining the same. Mm. Every choice has a price, right? So right now, in order to finish strong and get more done in these next, what, 45 days or so than you may have gotten done in the last 10 months, it's going to take you identifying something that you want more right? It'll take you knowing the things that are just too painful if they stay the same and then being okay with the inconvenience of doing the work. Like my workout this morning with my boxing trainer was painful, but it was less painful for me than not being able to fit into my clothes. Like I'd rather do his jump squat things that drove me crazy this morning than not be able to zip up all the dresses in my closet. That's more painful because that is like (laughs) self-induced. And that's one of those moments where you're like, ugh, it just drains your energy to think about the fact that you have thousands of dollars of clothing that you probably can't put on because you haven't made the time to go put the work in. The sacrifice of waking up at 5.33 a.m., yes, that's what my alarm is set for. I have it timed perfectly enough to change brush my teeth, wash my face, do what I got to do and get to the boxing studio by 6 a.m. And so that inconvenience is far easier, though, than the inconvenience of standing in my closet and looking around and having to try on 19 different things just to go to one event. 
right? So that's what's first. It's just identifying what matters most and which inconvenience would you prefer. That's essentially it. And then the second thing is define what you need to win. And I use the acronym, what's important now? So based on what matters most, you got to figure out what's important now. In order to get there, in order to win at what matters most, then I have to focus on what's important now. And I really believe a part of finishing strong is the ability to gain clarity. And by gaining clarity, like I really feel like clarity breeds confidence. Like a lot of times we don't push through and do things because we're not even confident about how to do it, what it'll take to do it. And to me, that's just a little research. Like that's just about breaking it down. But we get so bogged down in the bigger vision that we forget that nothing happens that way. Like no big vision is accomplished by one huge step. It's a bunch of baby steps. So I'm always breaking down what it is I really need to focus on for any given day, any given week or month. Because here's what I know. Hoping, praying, wishing real, real hard, it's not goal setting. It is not really identifying a goal and then breaking it down into baby steps. And in order to win, you're essentially, when you're saying, I want to focus on what's important now, you're setting small goals with the hopes that when all of these are accomplished, you get that bigger vision that really matters. And goal setting is defined as an actual system where small, measurable goals are being set and monitored. Did you hear that? Actual system. So it's not something that you think you can wing. It's not something you can just have no focus or direction with. It's about having a system in place, which means that there's some intentionality at work here, right? There's some intentionality. There is some clear, direct, deliberate, focused movement. There's a system. And what a lot of us do, especially when we get caught up in the busyness of this fourth quarter and all of the holiday stuff it has to offer, we really start to think we can wing it. And I really want you to be honest with yourself. Have you been winging it? Have you been winging it through this entire year? Have you been winging it through the last month, the last week? Were you winging it yesterday? And I'm not saying that there aren't days. Like I said, I just came off a vacation where the only goal was to really reconnect and rejuvenate with my husband and myself and spend time by myself just really practicing self-care. I didn't have, you know, a bunch of baby steps except for take care of you and do what feels good for you. Go with the flow. My husband and I had these big plans to go to a fancy dinner. We ended up ordering a movie on demand in our hotel suite and really kicking back on the couch feet up, snuggled up watching a movie, and that was so much better than a fancy dinner. So yeah, I didn't have all these specific goals with the flow, but when it comes to business, when it comes to money, when it comes to my health, when it comes to my environment, I am not winging it. (laughs) There are definitely some goals being set and some intentionality in place. And that brings me to the next part, which was set, right? You have to know what you want and be clear about what you want before you can bring it forth. 
Because if you don't know where you're going, you'll never get there. Let me say that again. If you don't know where you're going, you'll never get there. And I remember from the interview with Sherry Riley in her book, Exponential Living, she talks about the fact, especially for high achievers, sometimes you're really great at checking things off the list, but there's no real set goal in mind. And so you just keep adding things and adding things and adding things. You don't even realize you've already done what it is you set out to do. Isn't that crazy? But so many of us do it. I'm sure I've been guilty of it. So many of us do it, right? And if you're one of those people who operates on like a someday calendar, you know, one day, my granny used to say, never worry. <laughs> never worry was a month on the calendar. Like if you're one of these people who do someday, one day, one of these days is always your go-to thing. That means you're not really setting anything that you're clear about. It's impossible, Because when you're really setting something and you know what you want, then you're also okay with defining when you want it by. That's an important part. And then another part with goal setting, if we're using that definition that I gave, is is it being monitored? Like, how are you tracking your progress? How are you tracking your progress? Like, if you've taken the time to break your goals down into smaller milestones, how are you actually tracking that. Like I know people who use apps, but I'm so old school. So in my office right now, I have those huge post-it note posters. I don't know if you've ever seen them, like really big post-it notes. And I usually do, what is that called? Mm. It's like a thermometer, I think, where right now I'm tracking, getting certain things recorded. So I have them listed out and I'm kind of like filling it up um, because I want to be ahead of the game with my videos, my weekly videos, and some of my radio show segments. And so I have that. I'm tracking those because I really want to go into the holidays free and clear. Like I want to enjoy my family as much as possible and not have to record things and be stuck in my home office, right? I also have one for my financial goals. So zero to X amount of dollars, and then I'm just like filling it up. Every day, every time income comes in, I get to like fill it in with red and watch it rise until I hit my goal. So what are some ways that you can monitor or track the progress of what it is you set out to do? And one of the ways that I keep myself monitored is by using accountability partners. Yeah, I really believe in using accountability partners because we let ourselves off the hook all the time. And I really think that the average person operates out of fear. I think that the average person operates out of fear because I've asked people before about using accountability partners. And it's like, no, I can hold myself accountable. I can do this. I can do that. I think that there's some level of accountability that we can hold ourselves to. I'm definitely a self-starter, self-motivated. But with bigger goals and trying to really hit bigger targets, no, it's so easy for me to get caught up in my own story. I was about to say shtick. Did you hear that shtick story? Um, In my own shtick or story, it's really easy to get caught up in that. And here's what I think. I think that a lot of people are scared to share their goals because they're embarrassed about what others will think. Or if you come from a background that says, keep people out your business, it's like, I don't want anyone all in my business. But can I tell you, pride has no place in the life of a truly prosperous person. It has no place. If you care too much about what others think, then you may as well give up now. Like, just give up. Just call it a day. Be okay with mediocrity. (laughs) 
Like give up now because you're never going to rise to that next level of expectation. Some things I do because I told someone else I was going to do it, period. And once I put it out there, like, okay, I got to do it. I wonder had I not hired a podcast coach to help me through getting the podcast started in the first place. Shout out to Vern. (laughs) It would have been easy for me to make up excuse after excuse. And who was going to know? Who was going to know? Nobody. A lot of people said it takes six months to plan a podcast. I literally did everything that you've seen in three weeks. And I did it because I had extreme levels of accountability in place. And so accountability is definitely a secret weapon in finishing strong. Definitely a secret weapon. And I'm not really going to go through SMART goals because you've heard of SMART goals, right? I will say this. If you haven't, just Google it totally will come up. But I will say this, I really want us to get in the habit of moving away from things that sound like a hope, a prayer, a wish. Like as much as I have strong spirituality and I believe in hope, I think a part of my calling is to restore hope in people. I love praying. I shared my prayer closet with you guys the other day on the Tuesday videos, but you still need to have some intentionality and you need to be really focused. And what I want to get away from is setting what people tend to call their goals, really generic stuff like start a business, save more, pay off debt, right? That's nice, really dry, really vanilla, really not going to move the needle. So instead of start a business, If you change that, shift it to, I will use my gift of public speaking to help women and I will charge conference coordinators market rate. That's totally different than start a business or start a speaking business or start speaking. Like it's so much more intentional and charge market rate of X amount of dollars if you really want to do it, do it that way. Or, you know, if you've been like, oh, I'll save more. That's in line with like someday on the calendar. More is so generic. Like, what does that mean? If you save another $2 between now and the end of the year, is that you good with that? $2? Or is it I will save $1,000 in my Roth IRA account by December 31st? You see the difference? It's so much more intentional. We can track it, right? We know exactly where we're going. We know exactly what that target is. We know exactly what to celebrate when we hit it. Or if yours has been, I'm going to pay off debt. Okay, which debts? How much is it? By when? Or should you do, I will pay off $2,000 of debt by eliminating one credit card and three medical bills by December 31st. Do you see what a difference that makes? And so if you're trying to finish strong, you have to get real. If you're going to make progress, you have to get real. You cannot be so generic and vanilla and basic. You have to be direct. You want to hit it hard and you want to have something you can track and give yourself a deadline because we're not on that never wary calendar. And the third thing is determine what practical steps will support you. Determine what practical steps will support you. So once you know what matters most and you know that in order to win, you have to focus on what's important now. So you're setting really, really specific, crystal clear goals. Then you have to determine what steps will support you. So first is putting your goals somewhere where you can see them. 
I have to keep my goals in front of me. I already told you about my big yellow post-it note. So that's one way. I love dream journals. So I have my goals written out next to images that represent what I say I want. So depending on what your goals are, you might want to find some picture, some visual representation of what that goal is. And I usually set my goals, like write my goals out, and then I have the images next to it to just keep me motivated. Um, You can do this with a vision board if you want. Uh, Steve Harvey has his on his cell phone. He taught me to put mine on the screensaver of my laptop, so I do that. And then I would say, in terms of keeping it in front of you, look in your smartphone calendar, right? And really take heed of what the activities are that you have scheduled right now. For the next few weeks, right, if you're looking at what you have scheduled, if that does not come remotely close to what you say you want, then what are you doing? Like your calendar should be a complete reflection of keeping your goals in front of you. And if your calendar is just full of stuff, then you're being busy. You're not being productive and you're definitely not setting yourself up to finish strong. Another thing that you can do in terms of a practical step is really check out how you're using your email, dude. You do not need email every second. You do not need to check email every second. I hate, hate, hate that our society has it set up so that people will email you and if you don't reply, call you or text you five minutes later like, I emailed you, okay? As if as if that means I'm supposed to stop everything. Like, I really only check email three times a day. In the morning, I look for whatever it is I need to get done right away. Some things just have to be held to the afternoon. They require too much. I can't focus on that right now, especially if it's not income generating. And then I check it in the evening. Now, when I have like a to-do list that I'm working through, I'm not above sending people emails in the middle of the night. (laughs) Anyone who works with me or for me on the East Coast, they are always like, what are you doing? Why did I get an email from you? And sometimes I have inspiration. I'm inspired to do something and I just get up and do it. Like I don't want to put it on the to-do list. I just do it instead of adding it to this long list of to-dos, right? But I only have my emails even refresh at certain time intervals, like maybe every 30. I think my emails refresh every 30 minutes or so. I know some people who get a ding every time an email comes in. Oh, my gosh. How do you stay focused? I have too many things that I need to get done in order to finish strong. And I just cannot check email all day. I just can't. And one of the tools that I use, I'm going to put the link in the show notes at patricewashington.com, is SaneBox. Oh my gosh, talk about giving you your sanity back. I love SaneBox. It literally holds all non-important email. For me, I have it set up to where it doesn't come to me until 4.45. And so if I haven't been in an email conversation with you, if we haven't exchanged emails in a while and stuff, like obviously someone I'm in the middle of a project with, I get their emails, you know, every time it refreshes every 30 minutes. But if... I didn't ask you to email me. (laughs) If this is unsolicited, then I don't get it till the end of the day. And guess what? Most people who know that they're sending you an unsolicited email, like even if it's an inquiry, people have been like, my clients in the past have been like, oh my gosh, but what if someone emails you something that's urgent? And I mean, if it's urgent, then I have a phone number. Why are you emailing me? 
He's like, that's simple. There's a phone number on my website. Like if it's something that urgent, which that's happened, media stuff comes up, then cool. You get to the person that handles that for me and they get to me. Or you can just call the number on my site and you'll get to someone on my team and then we'll take it from there. But most things that come, even when they have a financial benefit to them, no one is expecting me to answer within 16 minutes. Would they like that? I'm sure they would, but it doesn't ruin anything. And so you got to get out of whatever that story is that says you'll miss something or people won't want to work with you or it's not true. I really think that by managing how you deal with your email, you get to teach people how to treat you. You get to teach people how to respect you and you get to put the time in that you need on your goals so that you can finish strong. Another practical thing that we can do is limit social media, right? I hate, I've been down this road, oh my gosh, which is why I deleted Instagram and Facebook and Twitter from my phone this weekend. Like literally, it was more than 48 hours. You can say almost like two and a half days. I'm going to give myself all the credit. (laughs) But I hate going down that abyss where you, I don't get notifications. So if you get social media notifications, like you might want to turn those off anyway. I don't get those. But you know, when you post something and you want to keep going back, oh my gosh, did they see it? Did Did I post it right? What did it look like? Are people engaging? Blah, blah, blah. Like, oh my gosh gosh, I hate looking up and going, oh my gosh, 30 minutes has passed by. Or getting lost in that abyss and you now you're just like on one thing after another and you look up and you're like, where the heck? That is 30 minutes I could have put towards writing. That's 30 minutes I could have used to record a podcast episode. That's 30 minutes I could have used to write my script for my radio segment. Like, oh my gosh. And so for me, Really limiting social media, especially in this season, is going to be so important to helping me finish strong. And let's see. I think the last thing that I would share is taking your time back. Really taking your time back. I think that it's so easy for us to get caught up in letting other people take over our entire day. And I believe that if we don't value our time, no one else will. So what is taking your time back? It's like, if someone doesn't have an appointment, then I don't take their call. If it's an emergency, then I'll find out soon enough. But if we didn't schedule time to talk, then we're probably not going to talk unless it's like close family or an emergency or something, because every minute counts. And a lot of times people want to talk about nothing or they want to tell you something you already know. Or they want to reiterate for the sake of reiterating. I don't need reiteration. (laughs) I don't need you to say the same thing over and over again. And so even when people want to reach out to me for business, I use a calendar link and I let people schedule the 30 minutes. And that way they know it's 30 minutes. It's not an open-ended conversation. It's not an hour, two-hour conversation. It's 30 minutes. And I work from home, so I'm pretty much by myself. But For those of you who like work in an office space, folks shouldn't be able to just drop in and drop by and always have something like you have to be able to take your time back. Another way we take our time back here is by creating email templates for the information that we find ourselves giving over and over and over again. I would rather go through the process of documenting all that stuff up front and then copying and pasting when I need it. You have to take your time back. 
even eliminating any activities or events that just don't support what you're trying to do. And again, it's that season where folks want to invite you anywhere and everywhere because this is the season of being social. And I am all about being social with some type of purpose, but I can't be social when I got stuff to do, <laughs> like when I have big things that I want to accomplish because it's my responsibility to finish strong. It's my responsibility to really set myself up so that I can win next year, so I can win next week, so I can win next month. And I'm all about being social. I have a great social life, honestly. As much as I'm like a homebody, I'm an introvert for the most part. I know a lot of people can't believe that, but that's more so about how you recharge. So I recharge um, in solitude, in silence, um, But when it's time to go out, I really enjoy myself. When it's time to go support a friend, like last week, I saw a bunch of girlfriends. Uh, One one of my girlfriends is having a baby. I went to see her, spend time with her. Then I had another girlfriend who was in town. We had dinner at an amazing vegan restaurant. Then Sherry Riley, who you know from the podcast. If you haven't listened to her interview, check it out. She's amazing. She was in town doing a book signing and I went to support her. So social life, yes. And the purpose is not always about making money. Remember, wealth is about well-being. And one of our pillars are people. And so making an investment in those girlfriends and spending time with them was not only, you know, hopefully good for them. It was great for my soul. It really helped me get some clarity around what's important. You know, those reminders of what's important and who's important and who's had your back and whose back you need to have. So that's still doing it with a purpose, but I won't go to networking events where people are like shoving cards in my face and talking nonsense. Like, I don't have time for that. I could be at home really getting something in, like really getting it in and getting something done. Like I'm not participating in random activities that don't make me healthier, smarter, wiser, wealthier, because if they're not doing that, then they're wasting my time. Television, probably wasting your time. Hanging out aimlessly, probably wasting your time. And so I just really want to encourage you that if you want to finish strong, if you really want to get some big things accomplished, you have to really identify what matters most, define what it is you need to win. What's important now is going to be what are those goals you really, really need to work through. And lastly, you're going to determine whatever practical steps you can that'll support you. What does that look like? Because you have something amazing to offer. In one way or another, there is someone out there who needs you to show up in your brilliance and be the greatest version of you that you can be. But they're not going to get that version if you don't stop wasting time and make a commitment to finish strong and determine what's important now for you. So I really hope that supports you. Literally, that's my process. We are doing this together. And I would love to hear from you. So make sure you join me at patricewashington.com. Leave me a comment, a review. Definitely review the podcast. We are doing so well. I'm so honored to have such great support, receive such magnificent feedback. It really blesses me each and every time. Join me though on social media, Seek Wisdom PCW. I always kind of give you a hint of what's coming up or we get to like really explore more of what we talk about here. 
And yeah, just keep tuning in. Keep tuning in and make sure you check out the show notes, patricewashington.com. Click on the listen button. I'm going to include some different links to like Box and the books that I talked about and stuff. Just anything that I think will support you on your journey. All right. So until next time, go live your life's purpose, find fulfillment and earn more without ever chasing money. See you next time. Bye.